0: Oh, and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. <laughs> uh, we're off to Ascot for this week's Pod Blast episode, covering three of the handicaps set to run uh, on their Saturday card two over hurdles and one over the Ascot fences. And then, as always, it's up to Scotland we go. For our football tricksy battle top, middle and bottom. Not looking good, gang. It's not looking good. But uh, racing uh, first as always. And to Ascot, starting with the 2.25. The Class 2 handicap hurdle over two miles, three and a half furlongs. And it's uh, welcome along to me old mate, Ben. And can you start us off with that one, mate?
1: Well, Johnny, yes. Let's crack on with this. Uh, A competitive (laughs) race to start things off, I think. Uh, Generally uh, a decent field. Uh, And I've a little word of warning about the race before I start on this year's renewal. Uh, There have been 17 previous renewals of this race. None of the 17 winners won next time out. Uh, If you extend that back to the first three home in the race, and then look to see how they performed as a group next time out, it doesn't get much better because between them, the 51 horses that finished first, second or third in this race they only managed to win three races between them next time out. 48 of them failed to win next time out of the first three home in this race. Mm. So I guess it's a case of being a bit wary of the first three home in this year's renewal when they run next time out. Uh, And on this this year's renewal, I have a short list of Rare Edition, Bad and Santos Blue. Rare Edition has been progressing nicely since being switched to handicaps this season. He made a, a strong start to his career by winning his first four races, then came a little bit unstuck when opting in grade in the springtime, but that meant he started this season on a very workable mark, I would say. Um, and it's, it's interesting that he's, he's now actually only three pounds higher. Uh, That's off the back of a, a close setting, a class two, and a comfortable win in a class three last time out. I think rare Edition should have more so to offer from a mark of 139. Uh, His form at Class 2 level and below reads five wins and a close third from six starts. So he's still uh, in a Class level. we know he can be competitive in. So yeah, rare addition interests me plenty. Bad, he's an interesting one for Ben Polling. He's yet to win in five starts since moving over from France at the start of last year. He has run three decent races so far this season, including twice at Ascot. And I think this step up and trip looks a good move. He won over two mile, two and a half furlongs on his final start in France, so plenty hope he will stay this longer trip. It's also worth noting that he started as a five to one second favourite in the Fred Winter at Cheltenham on his UK debut last season. He finished mid pack in the end, but there was plenty of support from, so I suspect. A matter of time before he takes advantage of his, his current mark of 1-2-2. Two, two. That's bad for Ben Pauling. And at bigger prices, uh, Santos Blue is half on my radar for Dan Skelton. His close form with Broadway Boy at the end of last season and Crambo at the start of this season suggests he could yet have more to offer from his 1-3-3 mark. Uh, ben Sutton gets on well with him. When they have paired up over trips of two mile, three to three miles, they've returned four wins and three places from seven starts. So I think Santos Blue is a, a potential at the the bigger prices. But at this stage, I'd probably be siding with Rare Edition. Uh, Harry Cobden keeps the ride, which is a positive. And there should be more still to come from the seven-year-old in Handicap Company. Rare Edition, what you got for us, Tony?
0: Good shout with bad, mate. That was on my uh, shortlist. Last night, these uh, first-time cheek pieces as well, and first run yeah. since a wind up as well, uh, bad. But uh, I'm going with Irish Hill. Uh, won this uh, 12 months ago off a three-pound higher mark. He's now on a mark of one two five for Paul Nichols and Freddie Ginger is uh, around. Uh, he's a double-figure price at the minute. Obviously a course and distance winner. Uh, he hasn't won this season yet. Uh, disappointing at uh, Kempton on seasonal debut, and uh, really hasn't been in any sort of form at all. But I'm hoping uh, the uh, first sights of spring will, uh, will sort of initiate a return to form for Irish Hill here. Uh, it keeps the blinkers on and he's uh, it, won the last twice. Uh, that uh, Bryony Frost and Harry Cobden have ridden the last twice. Freddie Gingell claims five here. So I find uh, Irish Hill defending his title here uh, quite interesting. I've also got Sam with you on Santos Blue, mate, uh, for the Skelton's. And Ben Sutton keeps the ride and claiming seven. Uh, it, quite impressive last two uh, runs at uh, both at Weatherby. In the uh, in a handicap hurdle on Boxing Day, and then uh, back at Weatherby on uh, the 13th of January, winning a handicap hurdle by two and a quarter lengths, uh, beating Foster's. Ireland, he was 15 to 8 favourite there, and uh, a bit closer to pause time. Isam for Tom Simmons and Jordan Naylor, uh, that's around 16 to 1. I'll be uh, just uh, questioning uh, that and have a closer look at Isam, uh, distance winner, beaten favourite last time out as well. Was Isam at Sandown? Uh, I'll be looking at that, but at the moment, Ben, it's Irish Hill. Uh, each way, Santos Blue, each way in that uh, 2.25. The three o'clock, the Swindley Handicap Chase, Class 1 Premier Handicap over three miles. Ben, what's your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, um, a decent looking race, but like the handicap hurdle we just covered, not a race that's proven profitable to follow next time out. Only one of the 13 winners of this one next time out. Only two of the 37 horses that finished in the first three won next time out. Indeed, only three of the 102 horses that have lined up in this race managed to win next time out. So again, be a little wary of backing something from this race on its next start uh, for this year though. I initially had a short list of four. Two were not declared. So that has left me with Victorino and Revels Hill. Victorino won twice over course and Distance earlier this season before finishing mid packet, Cheltenham last time out over two mile five. Uh, I've a feeling that the Cheltenham run that might just have been about like, him know, ticking over for a three mile target, possibly this race. I think it also was possibly about seeing if he handled Cheltenham, which not sure he did. Uh, I'd expect to see a much better run from Victorino here, uh, back at Ascot, back over three miles. Venetia Williams, she does have some strong stats with her five- and six-year-old geldings over the Ascot offences since uh, 2013. She has stats of 13 winners and three placed horses from 29 qualifiers, 45% win strike rate and over 80 points profit. I think uh, Victorino must have a decent chance of adding to those stats here back at what is was looking like his uh, favoured ascot. And Revels Hill, he finished third in this, uh, this race last year off the same mark. Uh, makes a seasonal debut here. Seemingly had a, a setback in the autumn, so Harry Fry decided to target him for a spring or late winter campaign off the back of that. He was last seen finishing third in the Six d Gold Cup at Sandown badly hampered early on in that race, so he did well at get himself into the places in the end, at least of his prime conditions here. Uh, handicaps over two mile five or further and running off a break of 30 days or more, he's three wins and five places from eight starts. In handicaps in February, March and April, he has three wins and three placed efforts from seven starts. He's also placed on both his chase starts at Ascot, so Revels Hill does have things in his favour here. And I think Victorino, probably the safest one in that pair, if I had to split them. But I do like them both, I like Victorino and Revels Hill. in this, what have you got, Tony, for the three o'clock at Ascot?
0: Yeah, I've uh, I too had uh, four down, uh, and I've been left with uh, with two <laughs> with two on the uh, overnight uh, declarations. Ben, I've got uh, one at a bigger price. Do your job, which is quite interesting here because it's uh, made a move It won last time out on Boxing Day at uh, at uh, Wetherby. Over uh, two mile, three and a half furlongs uh, Handicapped Chase there First of five beating our jet uh, Returning at odds of 100 to 30 Uh, Paddy Wadge who's uh, riding very well at the minute uh, For Lucinda Russell And uh, it's moved to Charlie Longsdon In the uh, couple of months since that uh, race So uh, do your job uh, uh, Lily Pinchin in the saddle there on debut for Charlie Longsden. That's around uh, 10 to 1. I, I see in front of me here on the screen, it's gone from 16s, which is probably yesterday, uh, 14s, and now 10s. Uh, best price 10s at the moment. Uh, the other one is Shan Blue. Uh, looks like I'm having a bit of a skeleton day um, tomorrow, uh, on Saturday rather. Uh, skeletons. Uh, once again, teaming up, Dan Skelton, Harry Skelton in the in the saddle, uh, gelding by Shan tu, who's a 10-year-old now, Shan Blue's distance winner, um, uh, has put a couple of disastrous uh, <laughs> runs behind him at Cheltenham and Chepstow when pulling up, uh, well, the pull-up at Chepstow was in the uh, Welsh Grand National and uh, he was also pulled up on seasonal debut over hurdles at... Uh, at Cheltenham in November. Uh, he uh, showed a little bit better at Ascot. Uh, on uh, just before Christmas, finishing third of seven, but he was only beaten three quarters of length there behind triple trade. Uh, so, Shan Blue tomorrow uh, with his cheek pieces still on. Dan Skelton, Harry Skelton in the saddle around 15 to 2. And uh, keep an eye on Do Your Job uh, on debut for Charlie Longston. Uh, that's in the uh, three o'clock at Ascot tomorrow. Uh, on to the 410 at Ascot uh, box for kids. Handicap hurdle, Class 3 event, over two miles, seven and a half furlongs. Uh, ben, your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, tricky looking race, I thought. Um, mm. I initially had a shortlist of four for the race. Three were not declared at Final know um, One, <laughs> by had another little dig around. Um, I settled on a loose shortlist of Coco Mademoiselle, who was the original one from my four. Uh, Mount Fuji Park and... Havelia. Uh, Coco Mademoiselle she makes her handicap debut here. I think the opening mark of 1-2-1 one, one looks fair enough. Our uh, second at Huntington last time out has been working out well so far. So yes, yeah, another skeleton one flagging up from us here. Um, but yeah, she was the one that survived the final declaration cull from my initial shortlist. Uh, Mount Fuji Park He's seriously lightly-raced individual, coming here off just the two starts, both from victories. He's also uh, he's also engaged in the grade to Haydock on Saturday, and he's also still in the Albert Bartlett at the Cheltenham Festival. So they must have plenty of hope he's better than a handicapper and some way better than his mark of 1-2-3. So he would need some serious consideration if they came here instead of Haydock, Mount Fuji Park, and Havelia benefited for the step back up and trip last time out, and also for Harry Cobden jumping on board for the first time. Now he only went up four pounds for that victory, which I think looks lenient enough. And Cobden stays on board for this assignment as well. And the horse is also placed in a class two juvenile hurdle at Ascot last season, so he looks to handle the track well enough. Uh, And I think he's got a a solid chance here of backing up his win last time out. And no prices up at the minute for this race. uh, But Coco, Mademoiselle and Havelia are two that I like. I think if Mount Fuji Park turns up, I think he's going to have to be high on the radar as well. But yeah, Coco, Mademoiselle and Havelia. Tony, where are you at with this one?
0: Same here, mate. I had five on the shortlist, and I have been left with Coco Mademoiselle uh, to uh, win this one. A uh, Mayor by Doyen out of uh, presenting Mayor uh, Geldin, uh, Mayor rather, the um, Dan Skelton, Harry Skelton teaming up once again. Uh, winner of a point to point. Uh, back in January 2023, uh, won on uh, rules debut uh, Weatherby Bumper back in last April, and uh, won a maiden hurdle in uh, November on second seasonal start. Uh, Coco Mademoiselle uh, for me in that one, Ben, uh, without a doubt. Winning uh, well, won at uh, Lingfield as well as, as the four to seven favourite, uh, beaten last time out at uh, Huntingdon. Uh, two lengths in a race uh, as you say has, uh, has worked. Out quite well, as uh, disappointing as the uh, three to one on favourite there. So, uh, don't go steaming in on Coco Mademoiselle, but uh, we, we've fingers crossed, and uh, both have uh, has turned. O- uh, she's turned out on uh, top of our lists uh, here for tomorrow in the uh, four ten at Ascot, the uh, handicap hurdle over two miles seven and a half furlongs. Okay, it is the racing pod blast. It's time for top, middle, and bottom. <laughs>
1: footballers you cannot explain why it just happens chasing a ball around a park wanting one team to win against the other
0: oh jeezy peeps man what is this minus minus for both of us Ben tell me more
1: I know. Uh, <laughs> last week's results, just the one winner for us both. Uh, Holy moly! We both we both needed park. This will be Livingston. It was all going so well. Park were two nil up in the first half, cruising. Livy clawed it back with an 82nd minute equaliser. Mm. Bad for us, but it got even worse for Park. Livingston scored in the last minute of extra time to dump Park out of the cup, and that is what they get for messing with top, middle, and bottom. Bye bye Park. That's what they get on themselves but uh, yeah minus 4 points for us both current totals are me minus 0.6 I've dipped under and oh, now Tony minus 36.33 um, but Back to normal league action this week. Uh, my top middle and bottom this week is top Dundee United to beat Race Rovers at 73-100. Race are in a proper funk right now. Bubble looks <laughs> to have well and truly burst, uh, including cup matches. They've lost their last five matches and only managed to win one of their last eight. Dundee United have been strong on the road all season. They've won nine and drew 2 of their 11 matches they banged in 24 goals they've only conceded 3 race have been leaky, leaky, leaky at home they conceded 20 in their 11 matches only Queen's Park have conceded more at home so Dundee United to kick things off for me middle, Falkirk to beat Hamilton at 83-100 to 100. Falkirk have been pretty much unstoppable at home in the league 110, three through the other match conceded only 4 goals in the process Hamilton have been misfiring a little bit recently. They've come here off a 3-2 home defeat to Annan, so I'm going to take Falkirk to keep turning the screw further at the top of the table, bag another three points at home. In bottom, Dumbarton to beat Clyde. at evens. Clyde have Jumban. improved. Yeah, Dumbarton. Uh, Clyde have improved under Ian McCall, only marginally. They're still struggling to get wins on the board. Dumbarton themselves haven't been great, but they've been involved in quite a lot of tight matches Um, maybe a little unlucky they're on, they're on they should have enough to see all Clive here so yes, Dumbarton for the away win (laughs) at evens giving me a top, middle and bottom of top, Dundee United, middle Falkirk and bottom Dumbarton, oh dear what you got Tony?
0: Well If I can read my writing here um, I haven't had time to uh, type them up But we've got uh, Queen's Park against Morton I'm going for Morton here Queen's Park are just two wins from 11 at home Lost the last six uh, Lost six altogether at home of Queen's Park Morton however Four from 11 away Two draws and three wins In the last five away games So unbeaten in the last five Morton for me at five to four Falkirk like you uh, Ben 5-6 uh, to six, um, uh, to beat Hamilton uh, Falkirk in good form Have uh, won 10 of the last 11 at uh, home And uh, Hamilton have lost uh, 7 of 11 away from home So uh, uh, good good form for uh, Falkirk And uh, in the bottom uh, Spartans away at Strand Going for Spartans Spartans have the second best away record And... Uh, Stranra have four losses at home this season, so uh, Spartans uh, weigh as 23-20 uh, to 20, as I say, second best away record, and uh, Spartans also have a guy called Blair Henderson who is the leading goal goalscorer, at four goals in the last four games for Spartans, Blair Henderson who is now joint leading goal scorer with uh, Young Aitken who uh, we mentioned oh, no. about uh, three or four weeks ago, and since mentioning Young Aitken he hasn't scored, he couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo and uh, so uh, we we, we, uh, we just we do we, don't we just we? We people the,
1: we, we curse people
0: we do we put mockers on everybody don't we up there I
1: know Poor boy
0: <laughs> so uh, there you go that's uh so Falkirk uh, uh Morton Falkirk and Spartans uh, for me there hopefully we'll get back to winning ways soon uh, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the racing pod blast uh, very best luck with your betting at ascot uh, i'm on the radio shed hot radio weekdays between six and nine and you can catch more from ben over on NarrowingTheField.co.uk. big thanks for listening again thanks for all your uh, kind words about the show have a great weekend everyone good luck at ascot we'll see you next week with the next installment of the racing pod blast cheers ben Cheers, have a good weekend everyone